Right, gang? You like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 241, Episode 5 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into American shared consciousness, and it's Friday, June 17th, 2022, which of course means that it is Global Garbage Man Day. I'm, I'm being told that's Global Garbage Man Day, the, the profession, not just like garbage men. And National Eat Your Vegetables Day, uh, which don't tell me what to do. Ooh. You know, I, I have a successful podcast. You're a made-up holiday I've never yeah. heard of. Why don't you worry about yourself? National Eat Your Vegetables Eat your carrots, Day. everybody. Eat your carrots. Yeah, that, I, I, I will allow it from my esteemed special guest co-host, but, but not from some made-up bullshit holiday. I will not have it. I will not countenance it. I've always wanted to say that. Uh, it's also the last weekday before Juneteenth. So Ooh. happy Juneteenth. We are taking Monday off. So we'll see you guys on Tuesday. That's right, black people. Yeah, yeah. You got the day off. <laughs> so does everybody else. But do yeah. something special for you. Go punch a white person. There you go. You got my permission. <laughs> I'm joking, everybody. Don't, don't. Violence is not. Uh, I'm sorry. You can continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Do I need to work? Hey, guess well, I need food. 
also need to work, hey, to sleep below a roof. So pay me, employ me, pay me, employ me. But I'm not working for more than four days a week. That is courtesy and no clue, you know, on that four days, four day work week shit, which we advocate for on this show. I advocate for it even even more after we had a recent episode where someone pointed out that like one of the reasons there's not revolutionary energy in America is because we're all working constantly. We don't have, we don't have, and the second that America stopped working constantly because of the pandemic, we looked around and we're like, whoa, fuck the cops. What, what is happening here? This is terrible. So yeah, just uh, four days a week. Let, let's, let's do it. Also, most of our jobs are bullshit. You can read mm-hmm. David Graber's book, mm-hmm. Bullshit Jobs. All right. Well, I'll tell you about a couple guys whose work isn't bullshit. First of all, I'm thrilled to be joined by a very special guest co-host, an award-winning podcast host, a writer, producer, actor, voice artist, one of my favorite singers, it's the brilliant and talented Jaquise Neal! Ooh, Zygang. I'm hot just like oven. <laughs> you can't tell me nothing. And baby, my AKAs are getting stronger. And you getting longer. So when I get that feeling, I need Jaquise healing. Jockeys, healing baby. Ooh, what up, Negroes? How oh you doing, God. everybody? We are back. We are here. I have to uh, start taking layers off uh, after that AK. Yeah, Holy yeah, shit. I know, I know you're sweating, man. I see it. I, I see it. I see it. How is everybody? How are you, Jack? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to have you back. Oh, um, thrilled to be back, as always. I mm-hmm. love it. I love the fam. Love the Zeit gang. We got a we got a dope ass guest. We got to get to though. Yeah, we do have a dope ass guest. We're thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a hilarious stand up comedian, host of the podcast "I'm Sorry" from Limonada, digital producer for Full Frontal with Samantha Ooh. B, and just a very funny. Just Google his name and watch his stand up. He is Damn. fucking hilarious. It's Mohanad El Shiki. Hello. Hey. Hey. Hello. 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 How's it going? What's up? What's up, man? How are you today? I am. I'm doing great. Having a great time. Love it. <laughs> love being. Lo- love being alive. You know, every day. It's a beautiful thing. Love you it. know, it's a beautiful thing to be alive. You know. Um, I don't know. Is I it? don't know the alternative, but I'm gonna assume that it is a beautiful thing to be alive. Mm. I, ju- I just love that you said that you don't know the alternative. I just feel like it's there's one. There is only one alternative, but I haven't experienced yeah. it yet. So yeah. I, you know, oh, yeah. You know, that that's sense. what I mean. I, yeah. I, it, it may be a beautiful thing to be dead, too, but I can't speak I've, to that. I heard no reviews, so I have no <laughs> I've heard idea. no reviews. I've heard no reviews. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is a weird thing that we just kind of bury. But, like, my, I, I have a four-year-old and a six-year-old, and it's all they ask me about. They're just like, so, like, what does your dad believe? What does, like, mommy's dad believe? What does everybody, mm. like, does anybody believe that we just come back? Like, they, all they want to talk about is the afterlife. Wow. I'm like, you guys are freaking me the fuck out. Stop yeah. it. You got some spooky-ass kids, Jack. <laughs> but it but it makes sense to me. Like, that is the, like, if 
you know, if my brain hadn't been, if I hadn't like done the work of blocking that out with just, Mm -hmm. you know, TV and alcohol for many years, I probably, that's all I would think about as well. (laughs) So, Mohanad, where are you coming to us from? Uh, I'm in New York City right now. Brooklyn, New York. I've heard of it. Brooklyn. Yeah. 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 It's it's, it's been around. Yeah. Brooklyn's been around for a little while. Brooklyn's been around. Yeah. Uh, If I was to ask you, you know, because I may be coming to New York in a couple months, and I've been to New York a lot, but I always like to get get the locals recommendations what's uh what's your favorite what's your favorite food spot what's your favorite food spot in brooklyn that you would you would take a brother to you know what uh there's a place called home fright that i keep ordering from uh-huh uh it's a burger place and i think it's the best i've ever had Love there's it. also yemen cafe which i highly recommend i've been okay. to that place maybe 20 times so far okay yeah i'm, I'm their main source of revenue i'd say i love it I love it. Yeah. I'm going to give him some coin. I'm going to give him some coin then when I get there. Super producer Becca, who Zeitgang knows from trending episodes, just found out about that. She's going to try it out. She's also in Brooklyn. So how, how long have you been in Brooklyn? Because I know uh, you you were in, in Portland at one point. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was in Portland and then I moved to New York in October of 2019, which if you ask me, perfect timing to move to New Nailed York City. It. Yeah. Uh really really nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> a good five months there of being outside. It's all I needed really. Yeah. All right. Well, we are gonna yeah. get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First we're gonna tell our listeners a couple of the things that we're talking about. We're gonna talk about another one of the one of those things that I I would only talk and think about if I if I was just allowed myself to be like just let let myself go and just thought and talked about the things that I'm curious about and want to know about, which is mm-hmm. UFOs. Hell yeah. It's kind of a big question. Are we alone? Are what what the fuck is all that stuff that we keep seeing that the that the Top Gun people keep seeing? Because all all those videos are from naval aviators, so it's they they left that out of Top Gun too. All the UFO sightings, <laughs> but we're going to talk about because NASA is joining the hunt for UFOs. In a way that, like, in theory, promising to have somebody officially, like, bring back information on this subject that isn't part of the military-industrial complex. But on the other hand, they have given it the whopping budget of $100,000. <laughs> 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 that's, that's, when you, when you look at, like, what government budgets are, like, I, th- I think that might be the lowest budget I've ever heard of for anything. Less. That's like insane, bro. They give black people more than that. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Hollywood coming out with a strong blame Hollywood stance on gun violence, uh, which just misguided. But I don't know. I, I think there's a way they can correct themselves here. So we'll, we'll talk about that. All of that, plenty more. But before we get to any of it, Mohanad, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history? Oh, uh, I literally, I looked it up right now on my Google, and most of the questions I have are related to cats. Okay. What, yeah, one of them is just like, can cat drink cow milk? And mm-hmm. then do my cat, how do I know that my cats love me? It's, <laughs> it's truly so pathetic mm-hmm. that I'm looking at it now, uh, that I'm just looking at my cats and just trying to read their minds and make yeah. sure that they continue to be alive. 
And other than that, the third search thing I have is my own name. There you go. Yeah. I don't know what that says about me. No, no, no. It says you're normal, man. It, say, it says that's what we all do. I search, I Google my name every, about a couple, every couple weeks, probably. I don't know. You just got to see what, what the yeah. internet, you got to see what the, what the streets are talking about. I get that. True. Mm. True. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's usually nothing, but I'm just like, I just keep, I, I keep going at it. I mean, maybe I'll find something. Maybe. Maybe you'll find <laughs> yeah. out something. Have you're you on heard? page seven of the Google results. You're like, yeah. ooh. <laughs> <laughs> this like, is where we're they make, got we're making me. progress. Yeah. Exactly. Have you ever, we're making progress. Have you ever Googled your name and then so like unless you have like a straight up Wikipedia, but like generally like people within the industry who don't have Wikipedias have some type of like wiki something, like depending on where yeah. you are or what you do. And some of them are legit, you know, depending on what it's from. But then there will be some of them where they're clearly written from people from another country, uh, just riddled. 100%. <laughs> and the, the most yep. inaccurate fucking information. But those are like some of my favorite ones because it'll say I had one that was like, Jacques Neal is of amazing stature. Uh, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, thank you. I'm thank you. I'm only five eight, but I'll take amazing stature." Uh, yeah. And then it was it's like, like algorithmically was, generated text. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. And then it was like, "Oh," and when I was with my girl before, and it was like, and he has a partner who he seems to love, but doesn't talk too much about. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I do want to say, Mohana, yeah. you. Like I, I, I wasn't implying, by the way, that you were only on the seventh page of Google search results. I, I meant to say that, like in your quest, you, you're like digging deep, and you're now on the seventh page. Oh, yeah. And like, what are they saying about me on this obscure Reddit thread? But you do have a Wikipedia, which is, you know, that that's a big deal. Yeah, that's a big flex. No, I, like I do have one. a Wikipedia, but I also find myself on those sites, and it says that my net worth is five million dollars. Yeah, and I want to know where that money is. Yeah, well, I could just tell that your net worth is five million dollars based on your stature. I'm just like, <laughs> you're. <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. man. Somebody, I, yeah, yeah. Whoever, whoever got Mohammed's, you know, you know, five milli. Give it to him. He want it. You know, please, <laughs> he please. want it. You'd, even even half of it. I'll take half. You can take the yeah. other half, please. <laughs> what is something that you think is overrated? Cooking for yourself, because a lot of people tell me that it it's great for me, and it also a great way to save money and to be healthy. And I keep hearing about it, and because I talk to one person about it, Instagram will not stop showing me. <laughs> like you know, like meal prep stuff and and whatnot, yeah. and and I tried it, and I'll tell you this: I don't like cooking, and after doing it for two weeks, just trying to cook for myself and whatnot, and being told that this will make me feel good, now I hate cooking so much, like with passion. <laughs> this shit sucks. It's not fun. Like, stop lying to people. Yeah. Like you can just buy stuff outside, get food delivered, and it costs me the same amount because I don't know how to cook, and I just keep fucking up. <laughs> and then I just have to recook it again, or I cook too much, and then I just like don't know how to save it. Anyway, it's a mess. Yeah. It doesn't make me feel good. And I, I cook for like forty five minutes, and it didn't take me takes me what five, ten minutes to eat it or less. Yeah. yeah, unfair. That's the that's the thing that makes me upset with cooking is you'll you'll like sit down, you'll make a meal, you'll do all the prep. First of all, the prep and cook time never 
correlates with the actual time it takes you to prep. It'd be like 10 minutes to prep and I'll look up and it'd be 35 minutes later. And you do all this cooking, all this preparing, and then you sit down and you get a plate of food to eat. I, I, I like to eat and watch TV. And then like I'll sit down with an hour show and I'm done in like five minutes. And I'm just like, all right, well, <laughs> it took right. me two hours to make this for five minutes and I still got 50 minutes of this show left. It's, I feel it's like, so funny. I feel like someone needs to create like a IQ test or like so, something that involves timing, that involves like so, something that can tell us if we're good or not at cooking. Because there there are people like my wife is doesn't cook a lot, but when she does, her the prep time says 10 minutes, she does it in like 10 minutes. And wow. when I do it, it is three hours. Yeah. My brain does not work that way. I've try I've been trying to cook for, you know, decades now. I suck mm-hmm. at it. It is stressful. It falls it apart. I had like some people over to my house from from the TDZ team and I like cooked chicken for them on the grill and it was the most stressful experience of my life because oh, I like 100%. Could, yeah, yeah, I I fucking hated it. It was bad. There were like parts that were pink. I I just I blew it. it yeah, you and, blew it, bro. You giving people salmonella. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like they were like, "Dude, chill out." But I was like just hovering over them like sweating beads just being like, "Try it. J- just try it. Try it." Okay, okay, okay. No, no, no. And then like pulling it out of their hands and putting it back on the grill. Right. I'm not good at that shit. It's not good. It's not done. That, yeah. That's a gracious host. L- get you a host that won't let you eat raw chicken. That's uh, <laughs> what I always say. <laughs> Mahan, all right, Mahanan, I know you I, I know you don't like cooking, but everybody has the thing that they can cook and that they like to cook and that tastes somewhat good, even if it's like a damn grilled cheese sandwich. Do you have that at the very least? Do you have something? Oh, yeah. All right, what's that? I know how to cook a good pasta. I'm just like, oh. I'll make a pasta, and it will Let's taste go. good. Yeah. yeah. And, and and that's that's as far as it can go. Do you, do you have a secret to your pasta? It's just something that my mom used to make a lot, and okay. she sent me the recipe, and, like, I did it so many times that I know how to, like, it's, it's one of those things okay. where, like, I know how to do it. I don't have right. to look at something look at the thing. in order yeah. to remind me. Yeah, yeah. so that's, that part is good. But other than that, I'm like, absolutely not. Like, I, I have a couple things I'm good at, and it's all because they're very basic, and I know, like, one trick that, like, makes uh, them good. Like, scrambled eggs, I add more water than most people would expect to more. add to scrambled eggs. Yeah, I add, uh, well, if you don't add water I, at all. Yeah, I was going to say, would, I don't know. Yeah, add, scrambled add eggs any. with water in it. Like, okay. I, I have this Korean, like, egg souffle thing that was where they do, like, Ooh. 50% water, 50% eggs, and then the eggs just come out, like... It's it's not even li- like they're halfway between a liquid and a solid, but they're so okay. good and so soft, yeah. and like you can you can't really overcook them when you have water. Gotcha. Enough water in them, so that's I I've been leaning on that. You forgot the word souffle. Becca just typed. I was about to say, and me too. But when you added souffle in there, I was like, okay, that make that makes sense. That makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, this Korean, it. this obscure Korean dish, uh, it's called a souffle. I don't think anyone's ever heard of it, but uh, I went to, no. <laughs> yeah, that's how bad I am at cooking. I didn't even know there was, a, <laughs> that's what a souffle was. What is something that you think is underrated, Mohanad? Something is underrated. That's a, that's a hard one, man. I just, I just feel like I'm in the, uh, because of social media, I look at everything as overrated. <laughs> that 
Yeah, that I have. I think my my brain is poisoned mm-hmm. right now. That I do not enjoy the small things in life. Yeah, but I say something underrated. Like it's not really special. It's very basic. But lately, I literally have been doing absolutely nothing and just laying on my couch and playing FIFA, and yeah. that that feeling of happiness that gives me absolutely amazing. Everyone yeah. is like, "Oh, just go to the park." In New York, it's the summertime. It's fun. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Absolutely. Everyone is doing it. it I, I get sweaty. In play my apartment, out. I don't get sweaty. I, yeah. just, uh, I just play this one game and get really good at And no one gives a fuck that I'm, I'm good at it. Except and your couch me. Is and I love that. I'm sure your my couch, couch is, is comfortable. amazing. Yeah. You, know, you got some sun yeah, in so, that room. I'm, sl- I'm seeing some sun in that room. So you get some light. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's great. Yeah, everyone yeah. should, you know, everyone trying to make plans and go outside during the summer, like, just mm-hmm. stay home. Turn the <laughs> AC on. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. No, you're not going to peer pressure me into enjoying the company of others. I agree <laughs> with you, man. I agree with you because, listen, I, for the longest time, for most of my adult life, I'm 35 now, most of my adult life, I would have guilt, like, staying in mm-hmm. a bed past, like, 9 a.m., you know, like even yeah. if I wanted to, I would be laying in bed and be like, I got to get up. I got to get up. And, you know, I, and then, you know, in our profession, sometimes we do. I have to be on set sometimes at like 6 a.m. or, you know, so like if I have a job, yeah. then I have to get up. But if I don't have a job, I would still have that guilt. Lately, over the past like two months, two, three months, I've been letting that guilt go and saying, if I'm still fucking sleepy and I don't have to be nowhere and it's 839 I will stay my ass in bed until I feel like I am not exhausted or tired anymore. And it's such an underrated thing to let go of. Just relaxing. We've had the worst couple years. I think think that's because of the pandemic, man. Like because of like the time of the lockdown. Like you're just like, man. A lot of the stuff I thought mattered that much. It does not really. Yeah. So well, that's the you know, I guess the silver lining. But yeah, somewhat. Yeah. Nah, man, taking care of yourself and video video games are underrated. And I know, you know, that just sets some people off. (laughs) I know some people are like, what you mean underrated? Video games are one of the most highly rated things of all time. Yeah, to you. But there are some people, (laughs) there are some people who think video games are a waste of time. And to those people, I say to them, it's an underrated thing to sit down because you'd be thinking. Exactly. You you have to strategize. You feel happy when you win. You get some anger, exactly, but you, yeah. you're not directing it at anybody. You know what I'm saying? It teaches you not yeah. to throw your controllers across the room, so you learn anger management. It's a lot of shit that video games exactly. can do for you. Yeah, it gives I you a thick it. skin, it was especially when a 10-year-old uh, yells at you when you play online. <laughs> you know, you're like, wow, my, I have a thick skin now because uh, these kids yeah. are assholes. That's Jack. That's Jack. Jack be yelling at people online. That is on those videos. I usually games, claim yeah. that I stopped playing video games uh, when I was, you know, I, I gave up at stage of N sixty four. But uh, I'm really, I just really went underground and now pretend <laughs> to be a ten year old who's really mean to people. But you're you're exactly right. Like the, I am definitely one of those people who has that voice in my head that like video games are a waste of time. Like don't, you know, that's why I quit playing video games. Mm-hmm. And it's. I don't know. Now now my kids are like, if they grow up, if we continue to be a household without video games like that, that's weird. 
right? That's like the being the family without a TV in your household now. Yeah. Like yeah. that's yeah. 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 Get him a switch. Get yeah. him a switch. You'll start playing. Yeah. I, I hear good things. Miles and I had a thing yesterday where we got to see each other in person, which was lovely, and both Ubered over, give give ourselves a little break, and he pulled up with a switch with him to a, to a work thing, which was uh, I loved it. Love it. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk UFOs. We'll talk about maybe why Joe Biden shouldn't run for president again. All that, plenty more. Be right back. Zite gang, customers are rushing to your store, but do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it, you know, like a literal POS? Well, you need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Connect with customers inline and online. Look, you want to use TikTok? Well, guess what? They have plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns on platforms just like that. Get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Now, I was looking at Shopify.com, and I'm trying to get some answers. Let's say, uh, you know, how to bustling retail business and i need you know maybe uh, some hardware to be able to sell my wares on the street take credit card payments whatever and i know shopify is easy to use half the time i buy something online i'm like oh yep they're using shopify and if you need to learn more check out their website it's super easy to navigate whether you have questions about how you can optimize your inventory or again looking for hardware to make sales easier shopify.com has all of that just go there check it out so sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash tdz all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash TDZ to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash TDZ. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 
Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of... dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And one of the early episodes, one of my favorite early episodes of this show was one where, where the guest was one Mr. Jaquise Neal. And we talked about UFOs. And I was like, this is a dumb thing, but it's a slow news day. And my brain cannot take any more conversations about Donald Trump. Mm. And <laughs> people seem to, to respond well to it. So it was, a, I think, an important episode. It taught us how, just how dumb uh, we could be on this show. And I love it. So, you know, anytime Jaquise is back on, I like to just do a quick search for what's going on in the world of UFOs Hell for yeah. old time's sake. And apparently NASA has joined the fight. They announced that they're going to launch an independent committee to investigate like what's going on with all these UAPs. The Pentagon has spent the past couple of years being like, okay, yeah, we acknowledge you guys aren't crazy. We just don't know what it is. <laughs> we don't like to not know what things are. So we're going to we're going to do an investigation. And they announced their findings and they were pretty underwhelming. It was a nine page report and it was very short on specifics, did not draw any definitive conclusions like they did say, OK, some of these we can explain away weather balloons, like just like seeing weird things at a weird angle from a weird distance looks like, you know, UAP or UFO. But they also were they were like there there are dozens of these that we have absolutely no explanation for. And they also added at the end there there was no evidence that they came from extraterrestrial sources, which was like, yeah, I don't. We, we kind of had a sense that you weren't going to bury the fact that you had evidence of extraterrestrial life, like in the sixth paragraph of this report. But thro throwing in that last sentence is so perfect and just glib and full of I, shit. I, I don't ever mistake myself for someone of high intelligence. Like, I'm not stupid. I'm, I'm educated. I got a degree. I read. But I am flummoxed at the fact that nasa is just get like who the fuck else was into ufos before the <laughs> space administration <laughs> like like doesn't it seem like they would be the ones who were always like in the fight i don't know what other government entity was handling 
I mean, well, I guess the answer was no, none of them were, but right. like, nobody was because yeah. there was this like massive stigma okay. around it. And interesting. Yeah, it, it's but that that's a really good point. Like that, that's what this really lays bare for me is like how much of a stigma around it there is. Right. NASA, meanwhile, has been like, you know, focused on proving that like there might have been ice on Mars once and like ice means there could have been life and just ignoring the shit out of, like, all these, like, UFO, like, findings and, like, official, like, videos that nobody can explain. And, yeah, I don't know. that That's the thing that, like, this report, I, I was like, wow, they are so scared of mm-hmm. of taking this seriously. Like, in the in this report, or it's a Washington Post story, but in... In the report, uh, NASA Administrator Bill Nelson said he had seen the classified UAP report when he was serving in the Senate, and the hair stood up on the back of my neck. So yeah, sure. that that's significant. Yeah. At the same time, they also said the study, to begin in the fall, will last about nine months and cost no more than $100,000. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah. That Bro, is... I could have gave them that. <laughs> like, that's that's ridiculous. I like, love that. That's how much they are getting a hundred k. That is so embarrassing, to be honest. It is. It's just like, like, what do you do with a hundred k? I, I like. I'm just like. Do you just? Is a bunch of iPhones just like pointed to the sky and just trying to take <laughs> yes, pictures? Yes. <laughs> yes. With a hundred k, you buy five hundred iPhones <laughs> and like five hundred tripods and just like station them in areas where nobody can see them and that's your 100k right there and then what you get is what you get you know that's what you get that's so funny all right Mahanit. <laughs> let's cue let's cue the conspiracy music go ahead throw that music in there what do you believe what do you believe do you believe? I, in it? I, let's hear it yeah i do think there are aliens and but i do believe that they do not want to hang out with us. Mm-hmm. They just yeah. don't want anything to do with us. I think it's so embarrassing how long we've been just like, you know, sending them messages, just like, they're literally just like ghosting us at this point. <laughs> and they're like, this, like, you guys are just like, you guys just suck. They just like, they're like, we see what you're doing. We're not into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're just going <laughs> to live here in peace. It's fun here. We, everything that you're going through now, we have figured this out a thousand years ago. Yeah. And yeah. we have no interest in helping you here. I so think, we need to stop, I guess. What do we think their motivation is? Assuming that they're like some of these UAPs are life from another planet and they are here and they're just looking at us like zoo animals and, you know, some, like go, going diving through the ocean because like the animals down there are really cool. I'm assuming that's like part of the thing. We always see them around the ocean uh, during the Cold War. They were they seemed very interested in nuclear weapons because I think they were like, ah, we don't want these dipshits to, you know, kill themselves. We want I, I feel like they're rooting for us. But yeah, they're just like they're like they, they can't handle this shit right now. Yeah. I think they're 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 rooting for the show to continue. I feel like we're all stuck <laughs> in some kind of like the whole earth is stuck in 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 like some kind of like the Truman Show scenario <laughs> where they're like watching <laughs> us do like every move and stuff like that. And yeah. yeah, they're saving us because they're just like, yeah, we literally stopped looking for a bit and we lost dinosaurs, so we can't let these guys do whatever they want. So this is this is my theory. 
Yeah. I love that. I love that. I mean, like, I do think we are an incredibly unadvanced species, which is why, I, you know, like, people forget we are, as the human race, a very young species. Uh, like we yeah, are. We just started writing things very, down a couple thousand years ago. Yeah, we're we're so young and stupid and dumb and don't know shit. And that is so true. We've been looking for all these U.S. all these aliens and all these things like that, and have never really contemplated the fact that maybe they just don't want to be found because they like, oof. Them humans ugly, man. Them, ooh, I don't like these motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead over here and uh, talk to you know talk to these other advanced worlds and universes and stuff like that. Yeah, it's pretty funny. That's my other theory is that like I think the military industrial complex, like you know, not the most trustworthy. It's kind of wild. Like, it, yeah, to your point, Jaquise, that like NASA has not been involved in this to this point is like crazy. It's like oh. Wait, I guess I kind of like the part of my brain was assuming that's who who is on this shit up to this point. Um, yeah, but also yeah. that like the least trustworthy, like biggest grifter in uh, maybe like the history of the modern world, the U.S. military industrial complex it is who we have on the job. <laughs> it's like <laughs> not great. They're not always the most trustworthy. Not always great at being transparent. But I think they like. It's interesting that they have hidden anything they found that is indicative of like life on another planet or extraterrestrial life. And I think it's because like the the fact that there are extraterrestrials and they aren't killing us means that that would that must be like a very like primitive idea and like that's what their whole business is built on is the idea yeah. that like well, you know, you once you see somebody else they're gonna kill you because like it's either kill or be killed and like that's why we need to spend all the money on having big bombs to shoot at people in case they shoot big bombs at us and like to have a more advanced uh civilization just like back there being like uh all right yeah i mean we're, we're rooting for you i think yeah. that's the big conspiracy <laughs> i i don't know but i used to want i i, I mean i still want to know if there, I, I mean, I know, I believe it and I know it. there's life elsewhere and aliens and blah, 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 blah. Uh, I used to really want to experience it, like some shit to like really go down here on Earth, see it. You know what I'm saying? Because like, even though I think they're advanced, I do think like we could probably give a few of these aliens hands. Right. We can we can independence damn or a little bit. Right. We can Will Smith them. But I don't. But I used to also feel like. It would be the only thing, the only thing that would unite the human race together. And I stopped believing in that March 2020 when <laughs> like, yeah. this pandemic showed me that there is nothing that we won't fight about in this country. So now yeah. I don't want no shit to go down because if it does, like we fucked. Cause we ain't, we going to be, we going to be divided ourselves while they up here looking like, I know, I know the fact that they haven't killed us and are still hanging out, like watching gives me some hope that like, there's a further level of evolution that they're like, you guys like, aren't, aren't hopeless, you know, yeah. or maybe they're just like waiting for us to kill ourselves so they can like move in 
to Arizona or wherever the fuck they. I'm just worried that the concept of killing is not something to them. They don't understand what that means. Right. I feel like they're going to come here and the first thing that especially Americans here will do be like, let's give them guns and see what happens. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They will try taste blood and be like, you know what? We fucking love this. We're going to kill each and every one of these people. There's pretty strong evidence that there were unidentified flying objects over D.C. and in the skies over L.A. like during World War II. And we sent we like scrambled fighter planes and like shot at them. And they were just like, uh, all right, man, like they just flew away. They were like, OK, that's what you want to do. If we do, if we do find aliens, you know, what's really going to happen is we're going to Jesify them. You know, we're going we going to be like, oh, aliens. That's an American alien right there. Uh, that's a white haired, that's a blue eyed, blonde haired alien I mean, right there. I think they're absolutely right that we're not ready for whatever <laughs> they're ready. hiding from us. We're, we're not fucking not ready. ready, man. No. <laughs> they would fuck us up. I also think that, like, that the CIA, like, half of the sightings that I've seen that are, I, I'm like, they can't be explained are probably, like, things the CIA put out there to obscure the truth because that does seem to be how the CIA operates is they'll put, like, plausible fake information out so that when Mm -hmm. you have a theory, like, they can debunk, like, some of the things that you point to. So Mm. I do think there's, like, a lot of, like, you know, security, military-industrial complex, like, bullshit that goes into this. So I'm hoping Mm. NASA can help uh, with the... $35 $35 that they have put put towards this small project. Yeah, yeah NASA, if you're listening, just post your Venmo on Twitter right. or something. Jeez. We got yeah. you. We like, got yeah. You. yeah, get a Kickstarter going. We can get y'all more than 100000 Like, uh, just just in L.A. alone, we can get y'all more than 100000 <laughs> Truly, but, but like, the, really the takeaway is the, your initial point, Jaquise, that like NASA hasn't been on this. NASA... Like ha- is trying to find any way they can to get people interested in NASA again, and like yeah. they've been doing, yeah. they've been spending billions of dollars on these like missions to Mars. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. Like you Shirt want a generation of kids? Yeah, you want to be <laughs> want a generation of kids to be like interested again, like they were in the sixties and seventies. Maybe like go with the stuff that makes the hair stand up on the back of your neck. Like yeah. I feel like Maybe. that's that's a good one. Maybe devote more than a hundred thousand dollars to it i got i got one more thing to say about just ufos and all that shit i do believe it i do believe we've seen stuff but before the trump presidency i used to believe there was more of it and like once you got to that level you know like classifying information they kept it ain't no fucking way Donald J. Trump would have kept shit to himself if he would have found out once he got the presidency. Oh, aliens were real yeah. and we, Area 51 got up, man. So maybe we haven't found as much as I used to think because dude would have let something slip. He would have even just alluded to it. There's a famous Clint, Bill Clinton speech because he, when he came into office, he immediately started, he was like, all right, I want to find out like what there is, like put put together a fact-finding mission and he was like, and I found out that, like, there are some things they don't tell the president. Like, they won't tell. Like, I hit oh, a wall as president where I, like, there's something there and they weren't telling me. And, like, Clinton has, like, come out and just said that. Mm. So, okay. yeah, I don't the know. Illuminati. It's real. Illuminati shit. Uh, it's <laughs> real. And Bill Clinton is not invited. He's not invited. 
Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you bring weird vibes, man. Even for this. <laughs> you yeah. You're creeping everybody out at this Illuminati <laughs> yeah, sex <exactly>. party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe put put on the weight. Put the weight back on, man. You look like the crypt keeper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics, in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. 
We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And so there's a a bunch of big Hollywood A-listers signed an open letter urging Hollywood to reconsider how guns are used on screen. So presumably the letter is to themselves, I guess. It's like a lot of like very powerful people, Shonda Rhimes, J.J. Abrams, Julianne Moore, Amy Schumer, you know, people who could, if they were to really like make this a full-time mission, throw their weight around. Unfortunately, the way the, just the ideas in the letter are kind of reinforce a right-wing talking point which deflects attention away from gun control towards like well there's too much violence in this dang holly weird culture that they're putting in front of our kids when matthew mcconaughey gave that speech about you know uvalde which is his hometown like breitbart put up a article with the headline Six handguns, two assault weapons, two submachine guns, shotgun, grenade used in HBO's True Detective, produced by, starring, Matthew McConaughey. Got him! Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Gotcha! Yeah. I mean, Wonder Woman, or not, I mean, what's her name? Linda Carter responded to that. It was like, yeah, I also flew an invisible plane, and I still think we should follow, you know, the laws of pilotry. I don't know what she, she says something to that pilotry, effect. Yeah. And it's just no, like, yeah, yeah, pilotry. <laughs> and I'm just like, you, you know, and, and here's the thing. I do, you know, I do think that when re- some people say shit like that, that there are some people who just are missing that part of their brain. But I do think most people who, who say stuff like that, know they bullshit. Like, you know what the difference is. Stop yeah. bullshitting. Like, but, you know, they got to say it because they are playing to the base that have the missing parts of their brain. So like, they're, that's the that's who they're playing to when they say things that they just know flat out make no sense or isn't and isn't logical, a logical yeah. argument. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to be like, oh, but you've done this thing in the past that everyone does. Then you get you don't get to complain about it. And it's just like, I mean. Guns have been around and in movies and shows and stuff like that. And there, I mean, there's the show Barry on HBO, and he's an assassin. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he doesn't think that you should be going around shooting people just because yeah. he does that on a TV show. That's yeah. why it's fiction, right? It's fiction. I have decided that this is my last episode of TDZ, and I'm I'm going to be a trained assassin just based on having watched <laughs> the last episode, uh, last season of Barry. It was very but, good. It was a very good season. Like yeah. two two good argument. Like first of all, people have done su- studies, and evidence indicates that like cri- violent crimes decrease in the wake of violent blockbuster movies. You know, just common sense wise, I definitely think that I think guns are cooler than I would have if I didn't grow up, like with Die Hard and Rambo as my favorite movies, like when sure. I was eight years old. But like, you know, 
Canada, which definitely by no means perfect, like consumes the exact same movies and TV shows as the U.S., plus Degrassi. But in 2019, they had eight times fewer gun-related deaths proportionally than the U.S. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. We're at two points. One, like we were talking about this earlier before we started recording. And I, I, I want sensible gun laws. I want, I, I mean, shit, look, if you take guns off the street, I wouldn't give a shit. But like, you know, I'm, I'm also not stupid enough to think that that'll ever happen. So like at the very least, I do think like we should get, you know, gun laws and gun control and all this shit. But even me saying that, I'm not dumb enough to think we should take it out of television and movies because it doesn't yeah. do anything. Like where I, I used to be a tour guide in L.A. and this is to this point. I used to be a tour guide in L.A. And whenever I would have like a tough day, like for whatever reason, my my tours, my guests were shitty. You know, the cops in the streets were shitty, you know, locals and whatever. I would come home. Not all the time, but sometimes I would come home. I would fire up GTA 5, which for Mm -hmm. those of you who don't know, was set in Los Angeles. And Mm -hmm. I would make my way to Hollywood and throw sticky bombs (laughs) on tour buses (laughs) and fuck people up. (laughs) And I would do that shit. And in no shape, form or fashion have I ever had the inkling to do any of that in real life. Ever. Mm. (laughs) Like, ever. Ever. Because I'm not a psychopath and i know the difference between a video game and being able to do that there and let out that like steam or whatever and actually having the thirst to murder people (laughs) like those are two different things like it's insane it's so insane so you know Unfortunately, you have just rendered yourself incapable of talking about gun things because we you you did once shoot someone in a video game. Uh, So by the McConaughey clause, uh, you're not allowed to talk about gun control. I can't. I can't. Well, it's been real, everybody. You be easy, be blessed. (laughs) You know, uh, somebody else has made the point that like maybe a a good thing to target, like because you you guys are powerful people in this industry, is Hollywood, like basically does product placement for gun companies in movies and TV shows. Like the sta- the same way that like Stranger yeah. Things helps sales of Egos. And, you know, that, that movie The Wizard made me think that the power glove would fix my life. I don't know if you remember that Fred Savage movie where like he got the power glove and it was just so much better than the no. real thing. But yeah, Gun companies like Glock offer their products to prop houses for cheap or free in exchange for the promotion. In 2010, Glock received a Lifetime Achievement Award from the website Brand Channel for appearing in more than 15% of that year's box office topping films. Wow. So this is a strategy that, like, your industry helps guns and helps gun companies make money so maybe make it so that you're not using real guns maybe make it so that you these gun companies don't have some input into the scripting and how their weapons are used in in your products yeah i'm all for i'm 100 all for hollywood saying we are no longer going to let gun manufacturers and you know lobbies profit off of 
our industry yeah. anymore or, you know, like you said, be able to have input. I, I'm 100% for that. I think that should 100% go away. That and no more guns and movies are two different things, though. <laughs> so, right. like, but, you it know. It should just be I? all old, shitty-looking guns that are, like, beautiful, like, flaccid. Like, the guns are, like, soft when they pick them <laughs> up. <laughs> yes. No more real-looking guns. Yeah. Just unerect guns from here on out. <laughs> Smith & Wesson actually hired an actual product placement firm to help them break into the industry. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, maybe instead of modifying the content, make sure that their projects aren't lining the pockets of real-life gun manufacturers, I think would be the... Lesson. I'm interested. I'm interested to know what you think, Mohammed, or Mohammed, on why, like, what, like, even if if liberal old ass Hollywood is saying these same tired, well, maybe it is the media that's leading to more violence, and if we take it away, then maybe there will be less violence. The ones who are seemingly on the side of gun control are still repeating these tired ass. I don't even know what I'm talking points. Yeah. Talking points. Yeah. I, you know, sometimes it just feels like there is no hope. I don't know if you have a different <laughs> take, <laughs> if you have a different take or yeah. a different optimism and it's fine if you don't, uh, cause I'm right there with you if you don't, but yeah, if you have a different take or a different optimism on. Yeah, man, on I, I just honestly, I, I think it's just, yeah, like, I agree with you. Like the, saying that, you know, taking guns from movies is going to solve anything. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, the, I mean, does the media have effect on people and like perspective changes and like make them want to do stuff that they maybe haven't thought about in the past? Sure. I mean, there are so many movies and shows, TV shows out there about the military. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of people joined because of, I don't know, Top Gun. Mm -hmm. yeah. They made it look so cool. Yeah. And if that's that's one thing that maybe they can they can tackle just the like how many war movies there are out there because it's not it's not it's not about guns it's just like it's about like the normalization of violence in general and making it look so cool that maybe that's the thing that they need to talk about that's fair but the the tools being used themselves i don't think they are you know the solution plus i mean one of the reasons they just you know they talk about it because this this is the easiest thing to critique you know yeah and it's it's one of those things that you can get get so many people to agree on and it also means that you don't have to do anything tangible exactly. which is cool you know yeah. yeah it's just like an inflated self-importance of like what art like not what art, like i think art is important but like some people give themselves too much weight mm -hmm. that they think they're carrying on people that they're actually making people do stuff because of their you know art creations and, 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 and all of that. And I'm just like, no, man, it's it's way more than that. It's just, you know, yes, it's TV shows. Yes, it's movies. But it's also, you know, culture and schools and a bunch of other bullshit that maybe yeah. you should be talking about and putting your money toward. I, it, that, what you're saying, that reminds me of when, uh, and look, I love this man. He, he grew up as one of my favorite entertainers, actors, still, you know. His work still is up there at the top for me. But it reminds me of when Jim Carrey was in Kick-Ass 2, which if you haven't seen, it's a pretty violent movie. A lot of weaponry in there. Not just guns, knives, bats, glass, a lot of shit. Yeah. Somebody got fucking killed with a lawnmower, you know, so it's just a violent movie. Yeah. And then something had just happened. I can't remember what it was. I don't know if it was Sandy Hook 
or it was some type of mass shooting or something like that that just happened. And I apologize for not knowing it exactly off the top of my head. But when that came out, then he basically just denounced himself from the movie saying, I don't stand behind this movie anymore. I can't blah, 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 blah which obviously was reactionary. <laughs> um, and, I, you know, I get being reactionary to a degree. But then, I, you know, I go back and think of that, and I'm just like, bruh, them, like, whoever was involved in that mass murder and those unfortunate souls that lost their lives didn't lose their lives because motherfuckers was like, whew, kick-ass made me want to go out there and kill some people. Like, stop, you know, like you... It, it, and it's not just stop, but like you can't yeah. just say this one thing and have an incomplete conversation after that. That is the thing. Like the yeah. conversation was incomplete. You can't just say I don't stand for this violence, so I can't stand behind it anymore because violence is bad and stop there because you are that that gives you black and white and nobody's talking about the gray in between. Right. To get to those black and white stances and like that always disappointed me. You know, that was one that was one of the biggest instances of somebody from Hollywood yeah. giving themselves, like mm -hmm. you said, the overinflated ego of like what we do matters this much. And not saying you the conversation isn't worth having, but you can't just stop and saying, I don't but I'm not standing behind this movie anymore because it's violent. Like okay. he also did it after he <laughs> yeah. had shot it and like wasn't you know, like there was not he was just like, ah, shouldn't have done that. I don't yeah. like this movie anymore. So basically, he just like took away his contributions to the publicity tour that would have happened afterwards. Because, yeah, you're, you're right. He shot that movie one month before the uh, Sandy Hook okay. massacre so Sandy of a bunch Hook. of yeah. fucking children. And again, I get being yeah. reactionary. That was a fucking travesty. Like, and, and I get I get a reactionary response to that. Like, I don't I'm not shitting on him for doing that i'm just saying like the conversation was incomplete and exactly he, yeah 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 no it's i feel like it's just a it's just a it's just a matter of just like kind of like improv you're like yes and okay you said this what what right. else what are you gonna do is there something that you're gonna donate to is there something initiative that you're gonna start is it what, what are we going from there because yeah even if this movie disappears you know uh Every mass shooter is not going to be like, well, my own, my only reference to doing this is now gone, and right. I do not know how to do violence anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like exactly. pointing the gun backwards at themselves. They're exactly. Just like, I, I don't. <laughs> the thing it reminds me of is, and it, it has nothing to do with guns, but just the same level of like thought and intention, and just like it sounds good but actually doesn't make any mm -hmm. sense. Uh, mm -hmm. For for a couple weeks, I was brushing my teeth in the shower because I thought it was helping save water. And I thought that because <laughs> Jennifer Aniston had said that in an ad I had seen somewhere. And it's not like I was like, well, Jennifer Aniston is my thought leader and therefore I must do whatever she said. But I, it was just like an idea in a, you know, attractive package that was, like, put out there that stuck in my brain. I was like, that makes sense. I Rather than, like, going over to the yeah. sink and turning the water on there. And then, like, <laughs> you know, you, you find out that, like, that wastes way more water because the fucking shower <laughs> is, sp is sp spending so much more water than the sink, you dumb, yeah. you dumb dumb. Also, Jack, I listen, I love that, but I... My my dirty body water being down in the tub, 
whatever. Sometimes, you know, as humans, sometimes people pee in the tub, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I can't I can't have toothpaste juice at the bottom of my feet. Like, I just can't. <laughs> like, that just, well, then that you don't feels, have to wash your feet. feels wrong. Then you don't have to wash your feet. They're just minty <laughs> fresh right away. You just kind of like slap them around down there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, can't do it. <laughs> yeah. No. But but that yeah, it's the it's that level of like, okay, we'll give it one second of thought and it will appear as though we're doing the right thing. But yeah, may, maybe like a second, 10 seconds of thought would would have been useful in this case or the yeah. case of uh Jennifer Aniston telling me how to brush my teeth. <laughs> Anyways, Mahanad, it's been a real pleasure having you. Where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Well, you can find me on Twitter. I'm always there uh, at Mahanad El Shaky. And on Instagram, same thing, Mahanad El Shaky. Look look in the description for the spelling of my name uh, because I know you're going to look for a different name. And uh, there's there's a Mohammed El Shaky out there who has so many followers. And (laughs) I hate that. Mm. (laughs) Also, yeah, listen to the I'm Sorry podcast. Yeah. yeah. And is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? There was a, there was a, yes, there was a tweet yesterday. It was a, hold on, let me look for it because it's a news headline. Oh, yes. So John Hinckley Jr. sold out concert canceled by Brooklyn Venue is not worth the gamble. And I was like, this is truly <laughs> one of my favorite tweets because, first of all, how did you sell out the venue? Right. <laughs> and why did they cancel? Like, why did they agree at first? What did they think was going to happen? Yeah. It's just amazing to me, this whole thing. Like, truly the most American tweet I can think of. (laughs) And I don't know why they canceled. I don't know who's mad. It's definitely not Reagan. He's not around. So it's let let the man play his music. That's wild. I want to see that venue. Like, yeah, I kind of now want to go see Hinkley live. Let's go see my man live. It's, yeah. it's canceled now. You're just going to go on Twitch, see wow. him stream it. Jakees, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where can people find you with the tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, well, you know, you can always find me in these streets, baby. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you can find me on Instagram at Jakees Neal. For those of you who remember, uh, I am permanently banned from Twitter for telling, you oh, yeah. uh, Telling a white man who said this country is still the greatest country on the planet and everybody should be lucky to live here after for tweeting the that out shooting. after the after the shooting um, day of, elementary like the day of oh, hours after yeah and I tweeted this was Mad- Matt Iglesias by the way Matt yep. Iglesias like the yep. the neo lib king of yep. of the media. And so I tweeted back to him, I hope you stub your toe every day and your knees always hurt. And I hope you always have a piece of hair stuck in your throat. And apparently that was a bridge too far for Twitter and I permanently got banned. <laughs> um, so so is fucking wild. Fucking insane. Uh, so fuck Twitter. I don't have a tweet that I like. <laughs> but I will say this. First of all, if you're watching Physical Season 2, check it out. I'm in it. Comedian Feud in L.A. Check that out. I That's a family it. feud. It's a family uh, feud show with yeah. yeah uh, this upcoming yeah, show yeah. is with Nicole Byer and Paul Shear, Jamie Loftus, the the queen of Zeitgeist. Are they stand-up. on the same team or what's? No, well, Paul Shear versus Nicole Byer. 
Uh, so oh, they have their okay. own teams. And Jamie Loftus is doing stand-up, and I am the host of the show. Hell yeah. And, uh, that sounds I just like want, a wonderful night. Of it's going to be a great night. It's going to be a great night. It always is. It's always fun. Five people from the audience get a chance to play the winners of the two main captains. And uh, I just want to give a special shout-out, not to bring it down, but I'm not going to say any names because I don't know if they want their business out there on, like, you know, the airwaves. But I have two friends, both in their early 30s, one who just got diagnosed with uh, breast cancer and the other one who just found out she has a brain tumor Jesus. within a week of each other. Mm. And uh, it was a pretty rough re- week for that friend circle. You know, I got faith that everything will be OK. But I just you want to say, you know, hug your friends, man. Hug your friends. Hug, hug your loved ones. Let them know you care about them because you just never know, man. You know, so I yeah. uh, just want to give some uh, s- some special love and some 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 thoughts to those two dope ass individuals uh who just had their worlds a little rocked um yeah. in the past week so shout out to y'all yeah all right now i will follow that with a very dumb tweet <laughs> that i've been enjoying yeah now give uh, us a tweet jack <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me on twitter at jack underscore o'brien enjoying tweets such as this one please be g-n-e-i-s-s tweeted therapy isn't enough i need to be allowed to bite people." <laughs> <laughs> and Katie That's at Skady420 tweeted, you think Sigmund Freud's friends were ever like, hey, man, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I think yeah probably right like constantly maybe and that's, that's, that's why he had to create his own discipline where he could just like talk to strangers ceaselessly anyways uh, you can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist we're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram we have a Facebook fan page and a website dailyzeitgeist.com where we post our episodes and our footnotes footnotes we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Uh, Super Producer Justin, do you have a song recommendation that you would like to share with the people? Uh, sure. Um, this one's going to be a little bit different than the ones I normally recommend. This is from a New York band called Wet. The song called Old Bone. This is the Jimmy Nasty. Stack remix. It's a really chill song the drum patterns will really take you away to a place that will ease the stress of the of the new cycle and the the crushing flaming wheel of chaos we're all in uh, at the at the moment and so if you want to drift away enjoy a, a nice time put this thing on it'll it'll really turn your brain off for a little bit so that's old bone the jimmy stack remix by wet and you can find that in the footnotes oh, hell you know by the way, I just re- remembered a fact I learned b- back when I was editing at Cracked that uh, Sigmund Freud, when he was like out of his mind on cocaine, when he invented like his talking cure, as he called it, and the person he like credits with like being part of those first like talking sessions uh, died of a cocaine overdose, like not Love not that long afterwards. Oh wow! So cocaine, like it, it sounds like a like cartoon version of history, but like that is really he just got really high on cocaine couldn't stop talking like everybody i've ever encountered who was really high on cocaine and then was like everybody should feel this way and then we have a psychiatry <laughs> for it's a hell of a drug of yeah anyways go check out that song the daily zeitgeist is a production by heart radio for more podcasts from my heart radio visit the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows 
That's going to do it for us this morning. We're back this afternoon to tell you what is trending, and we will talk to you all then. Bye. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd.